0: These are the Spice Minds of Kessel. Don't fuck with us. My name is Matthew Kroll. And the last one across
1: the street is a pedophile. My name is Shaheer Dowd. Who? And I'm
0: not the pedophile in that. Okay, well, I mean, you you go with what you go with. (laughs) I'm not going to question it. This is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film American Honey. And this was
1: requested by two people. Right. The first was Laura from Australia. Thank you Laura. This isn't the first movie you requested, and this is the second we've come through on, so we hope you appreciate it. Yay Laura. Yay. And the second is the man sitting next to me, Brandon Ripley, cinematographer extraordinaire, who also requested this movie. Welcome to the podcast, Brandon. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Welcome, welcome,
2: welcome. How you feeling, buddy? I feel great. Um, I'm actually kind of nervous. Yeah. Uh, why? Like, why are you nervous? What are uh, we doing? Well, not only that, am I a okay. guest today. Don't touch uh, him. Stop touching him.
1: Is this making you nervous? Is is my hands no. on your body? Is this real you, down? Is, this,
2: <laughs> is <laughs> it really down?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Zing! Zing!
2: Um. Yeah, I've been a fan of the show for a long time now, so just don't want to mess this up too badly.
0: Well, I, if you... Uh, if you do... If, Well, if you've noticed, and you won't notice, dear (laughs) listeners, Shakir did mess up your introduction like nine times, so you can mess up. For a second, he was Brandon Lipley. Yep, Lipley. (laughs) Uh, But we have notes for that. Due due to the magic of editing, you'll never know until I blew up to your spot. You don't know how often we screw this up. Oh, so many times. So many times. Some have gotten through. But Brandon,
1: uh, 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 people won't know this unless they unless they go to my website and see the work I've done. Brandon has shot the last couple of things i've I've worked on uh, in New York. You shot my first short film in New York, La Loteria. That is true. Uh, and uh, we just worked together on a music video, and in the course of our working together, you've been talking a lot about coming on the show at some point. You were like, "I really have to get on the show." and this was the movie you picked for us, yeah. Well, what, what, why? what? Why? Why did why? you do it? Yeah, tell us. Um,
2: well, you know, I was waiting for a movie that not only spoke to me story wise, but as a cinematographer, I look for a film that has amazing visuals and storytelling. And I felt like this was the first film that someone else didn't steal before me.
1: Okay, and it, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't because like a lot of I guess you tried to like pit Matt uh, against me, or yeah, or that against- seems
0: to be a theme. I don't know if you've noticed this, but a lot of times they'll request films that they know one of us will be diametrically opposed to.
2: That could be. I mean, I I was kind of fifty fifty. I wasn't sure this either was a movie you're going to
0: love or you're going to hate. Okay, well, where do you like in terms of like think.
1: listening to you know like you listen to the, the to the show? Where do you kind of fall? Like, On the Shahir
0: to Matt scale, yeah,
1: uh, sh- It's Schmat such a
0: good question. The Schmat yeah. didn't. The Schmat test.
1: The Schmat fun <laughs> test.
0: <laughs>
1: I, full full Matt being zero fun. No, all fun. All fun and zero and and full Dowd being yep. no zero fun. fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was interesting knowing you guys. Like
2: I would say that I more tend to agree with Shahir, and I'm a little more snobbyish because I went to film school. Because I'm school, always right. And, I, I went to and, film because school. I mean, because I'm always right
1: is what he's saying. Oh, right, and sure. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, and he's always right, but uh, <laughs> and he hits fun. That is right. Yeah. Yeah. So but uh after what you know listening to the show I just realized that I kind of side with you on it depends on the movie like there's some things you'll say that I'm just like wow that was, I didn't even think about that but that makes a lot of sense. And All
1: right. I'll take it. I'll take the I'll take the small wins when I can get them. <laughs> the soft wins. But I I appreciate you uh requesting this movie because I've been wanting to see this for a while. So this uh this is an exciting time of year for me Ooh. because I think right now we're in a period where there are generally not there's not a lot of movies I actually want to see at the movies. And there's a lot on VOD that I want to catch up with. Sure. And this is one of those ones that slipped completely under the radar. This, it didn't make a lot of money. Uh, it made $600,000 at the box. Office, Ooh. Um, off, uh, of, what, what we were talking about? Three, three point five, three point five million dollar budget. It appeared on a lot of top 10 lists and it's from a director who I've only seen a couple of films from, but I am a big fan of, and that's Andrea Arnold. And the reason I'm a I'm a big fan of Andrea before we get into the film itself is a short film she made called Wasp, which won the Best Short Film Oscar in I want to say 2006, uh, 2005 around that period somewhere. The reason I know this uh, I was really interested in this film is that uh, Wasp was nominated for Best Short Film alongside Taika Waititi's short film. Taika did uh, Hunt for the Wilder People as yes, directing yes. the short film. His short film, Two Cars One Night, was nominated for Best Short Film at the Oscars, which was kind of a big, proud moment for all New Zealanders. Uh, Oprah Winfrey said it was one of the best moments of the Oscars when they cut to Taika and he pretended to be asleep. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Andre Arnold, uh, then it got me watching um, the Best Picture, uh, Best Short Films nominees, and Andre Arnold's short film... Wasp is without a doubt one of my favorite short films ever made.
2: I have uh, to agree with you. It was, it was one of those films that I had I, when I was uh, freshly in film school, and I had never really quite seen a movie quite like that before. Yeah. And it was just such a simple story, but the stakes were so high. And yeah. it, and, it, and, it, and she the great thing about her is, as a filmmaker, she is able to put you in this world and you are so afraid of what's going to happen to
0: these oh characters. Now, for a second, let's just pretend something real quick. Let's just pretend for the sake of argument that I haven't seen Wasp. I'm okay.
1: not saying that I haven't seen it. <laughs> so you haven't done any research. But okay, what, no, no, moving on. But <laughs> what is Wasp about? Wasp is about a low income family living, uh, well, a single mother living in uh, South, I believe it's South London, who has uh, three daughters and a son, um, all very young. Um, and she's a, a young mother as well who has to go out who wants to go out on a date basically, hmm. um, but can't afford to pay for the date and doesn't know what to do with her kids in the in the uh, in the meantime. And what's amazing about it, um, it this um, Brandon and I have talked a lot about my short film Double Happy. Um, when I made Double Happy, Wasp was direct the direct influence on that film. We, I me the crew we all watched Wasp at least ten times. Sure. Um, while working on that film. It's a um, perfect short film. I think, like when you think of what a, a short, short film, film should, should be, do. yeah, uh,
2: it's it wasn't too long. It you know, it's,
1: it's actually a very long short film. It's like twenty five minutes, I think, well, maybe thirty five minutes.
2: That, that doesn't feel like that, <laughs> but though. it That's, does not feel it, like that. And okay. I, um.
1: And the thing about it is, the as you said, the stakes are so high. It's right. Like, that film, you know, it's about a single mother trying to go on a date, but that film has me on the edge of my seat the entire way through, and. Uh, And I know, Matt, you know, I bring this up every time now, but I watched it again recently. And now as a father, that film makes me like visibly uncomfortable. It makes me. Made it a little real, did it? Yeah, the the, the children are put in such danger because of little choices that she makes that just like as a parent, it just makes (laughs) me kind of. You know, like, twist up inside watching, like, them be in peril. But what's great is, you know, you don't hate the mother. Like, she, you
2: you, you, you see her making these decisions and she feels very human. And Andrea Arnold has this ability that, you know, she has her characters making decisions that you think a person really would make. And and they feel very honest. And they don't
1: feel like she's making these characters do things to push the story forward. No, she and she's completely non-judgmental. So, listen, before we even get into uh, American Honey... Please go find Wasp. Uh, I believe there's like a bootleg YouTube YouTube copy you can find. Oh, uh, <gasps> <Shaheer. laughs> uh, Which I'm not advocating that you we watch go. at all. There we
0: go. Cover our ass. Shit. Watch it. Now. But don't watch it I like watch that. It, but Bu- buy it. it or rent <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> I don't know how. You, actually, there is a. Short- <laughs> how do you see a short film these days no, there, if you're not there, going to a festival? I don't a, fucking know. There's a DVD called the Short Film Cinema 16 Collection. There you which go. I, which I, for some reason I have two copies of. Um maybe you he,
0: should give one away on I'd the show.
1: I'd have to find it. I'd have to find If Shahir,
0: I'm going to promise Shaheer's own property to a listener <laughs> at some point.
1: For what? What do they have to do?
0: I don't know. Maybe you know what I would honestly say and if we want to be real selfish about this? Yeah. If you review us on iTunes <laughs> this specific episode, yeah. we will dig up Shahir's copy copy of this short film collection and get it to you somehow i feel like you guys have made this bet before and you never (laughs) fell through with it
1: no we totally did it yeah yeah you know we get we uh i can't remember the listener's name but we gave away some movie tickets yeah that's right we give stuff away we've given stuff away at panels yeah
2: i forget what podcast it was but you guys were like debating whether or not you were going to release your sh- your short film. Oh no no no, oh, no, 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 no.
0: That's different. And I'm still all for that. that you're talking about the, <laughs> the actually, Matt and uh, Shaheer Film Festival where we each release on the internet our first films we've ever made and then we review them in one episode yeah. and people could listen along. I'm 100% for that still embarrassing for that. moment. No, no, so, I, we had
1: one listener uh, uh, write in, Ivan, who was like, uh, you know what? I think I don't want to see Shaheer's first short
0: film. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and I was like, I'm with you on this one. <laughs> mm. Um... So, yes, please. And this sort of transitions into the iTunes thing I wanted to bring up real quick before we get going, because uh, a couple of you have written into us. Yeah, we love getting those emails. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, But uh, some of you have said that it's actually becoming a huge pain in the ass to actually review us on iTunes. I don't know what that problem is. But fight it. Fight, fight, fight for us. Uh, no, and if you have any ideas on why uh, some people might be having this issue, please write us in and we'll try to fix it on our end if it's a thing or maybe just iTunes is difficult. But they really help the show and really appreciate it. Yeah, and please write us in at OnlyMoviePodcast at gmail.com to uh, get us if you want to just talk or request a movie.
1: Or like Laura did, uh, hit us up on Twitter at yep.
0: OnlyMoviePod. To request She's a- our Twitter friend. Yay. You can be our Twitter friend too.
1: Uh, um, but but o- yeah.
0: Onwards to American
1: Honey. Uh, Wait, the- one.
0: Sorry, I'm going to pull. But before we do that, that's a Shahir move. Do you, do you hear that a lot when he's like, oh, but before this, yeah. I just want to say something real quick. Boop, boop, boop. Oscars. Oh, the Oscar. Actually, you know, to be honest, Oscar noms came out and Shahir, I got to say, <laughs> for a film that's not Oscar bait. Well, they um, were, they're nominated for La La Land's nominated for a lot of shit. Well, so,
1: OK, so I'm looking at the Oscar nominations. I think it's first. 14.
2: Yeah, um, but Hollywood loves movies about Hollywood and especially if they're musical. But see, I I,
1: I take I take take umbrage with the way you're using that term Oscar bait. You're, You're saying it as though they purposely made this film in order to win Oscars. And I, I take umbrage with that. I kind take umbrage
0: that you take that as a bad thing. I'm saying they know their audience and they know what they're doing and they're calculating this based on things. What is, to the, calcu- win-
1: what is the calculation to
0: win awards? You make a film about Hollywood that's also a musical. Brother, just said it. It's like that's what they're doing.
1: And you think that's the 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 Damien Chazelle. Ryan Gosling, they were like, oh, this could really
0: win some awards. I think, I, like we said, we covered this on the podcast. So mm-hmm. We don't forget too much into yeah. it. I don't think that the director went out went out and made this to do that. So, I'm saying the other the other decisions, because filmmaking is a collaborative mm-hmm. process, about casting, about release schedule, about how the film was going to be done, about the specific music, et cetera, all leads towards we want to win Oscars. And I don't necessarily think that is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But you, it'd be silly to say that they didn't think about like, wow, this... This movie is the perfect fucking mix for a shit ton of Oscars.
1: But then how do you explain like a film like Moonlight being so nominated as it is?
0: Because Moonlight is just fucking pure genius on its own. I mean, we've even said you've even said this, that you weren't particularly moved by La La Land. Yeah. But so no, like but, but, no, so, but, are you, but
1: are you saying that Moonlight is like went out to win awards and that's why it's so I'm saying nominated? Moonlight
0: Moonlight has none of that pretension because Moonlight See, that's the thing. When you're saying Oscar bait, you're saying
1: it's slightly pretentious because you're saying the film the, the, only exists to win awards, right? And I'm that's, saying that's a that's primary a, goal. That's well, I just don't agree with that. I think it happens that the film is well catered towards the award season, but then so is a film like Moonlight. Does that mean Moonlight is Oscar bait? does Um, that mean Manchester by the sea is Oscar bait does it mean hell or high water is
0: Oscar bait I feel like Oscar bait probably is when there's too many I'm going going to explain at what
1: point does that definition come in
0: that's what I'm going to say yeah I'm saying when it adds up, when so many things about these the, the film adds up. For instance, okay, it's a movie about Hollywood. Check. It's going to cast two very, very, very sellable actors. Check. It's going to now uh, also be a musical. Check. It's literally filling the fucking Oscar bait cup. Uh, when Moonlight, for instance, doesn't have like doesn't have a ton of well known actors. It has one or two um, that are sort of super established then it also is about a topic that isn't normally spoken about and it's not a certain genre that that the oscars tends to just fucking love all the time that's my only thing and it's interesting it's it's not a bad thing for a film to be oscar bait i just want people to acknowledge that there that, there are people behind the scenes who are these fine. people who the are these people marketers other people so involved it's the in the marketing film? department you're sure, talking about could be. I mean, you're not talking about the filmmakers I think so. it depends on what side of the coin you're. On. Do you hate hey. it when mommy and daddy fight? <laughs>
1: like, wait, I just don't like know where this where this term comes from. I like, I, I know what you're saying, but I just, I don't think there's a grand conspiracy the way you're phrasing. And it. And I don't
0: think there is I a think, grand conspiracy. I'm just saying there are people making decisions based on what would make the most, what would get the most Oscar nods. Well, the, and the director and, wrote uh,
2: the film uh, prior, before Pride Whiplash. Yes, Pride and, and Whiplash. And it didn't get made.
1: So. Yeah.
0: And
2: you
1: so, know, so the that- only reason he's making it now is to is to win awards after Whiplash.
0: No, I don't think, again, I've <laughs> said it before, not specifically him. No, I, right. I'm not blaming the director and I know that's not, that's not the point. And Brian Gosling only did it because he wanted to win
1: awards. And I think
0: that would probably play into it, play into it, yeah. I, 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 I think it's fun. a factor.
2: I don't think it's the determining factor. I think, you know, the
1: director My son has jumped in here.
0: I know. You're all <laughs> You're really mitigated. You're all grown up. Oh, uh, do you want to go play catch? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that sorry. I just wanted to bring it, I just think I mean, look, I I don't think it deserves 14 noms, but I think it's very interesting that it does. That I don't, I don't know how
1: they quantify like does 14 noms means it's better than other films that have gotten less nominations? I, I think it's I, just
0: interesting. It's interesting because they're they're quantifying it in a sense of this movie is this good in this many ways. And a lot of the ways some of the ways that it's nominated, I think it is that good in other ways I absolutely don't So
1: it's just it's, someone pointed out to me on Twitter the other night uh, um, Suicide Squad has more Oscar nominations
0: than Deadpool at this point how do you feel about that, that I feel yeah. awful <laughs> I mean and then well then there's the other flip side of this entire argument which is the Oscars are bullshit
1: yeah I mean to be honest with you I don't I, this conversation is the first time well, I actually looked at what was nominated going back to the
2: movie American Honey yes I, I, uh, you know another thing, another reason why I want to do this movie is because I think we need more strong female directors in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's only been four women uh, nominated as best director and I think it was a huge snub that she was not nominated this year because I think she did an amazing job And, and as a director I believe she's one of the few auteur directors of, of our time. And well, just, you know,
0: hopefully then, uh, you know, the next film or the one after that will sort of start getting that. I mean, we all know how inclusive the uh, the Academy is. Well, um, she has to have to do a musical
1: as her next film. I'm just looking at the list of other films. I've only seen a few of these. I saw Moonlight, Manchester by the Sea, Hello High Water, Arrival, La La Land. Uh, didn't see Fences, Saw Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, I mean, look, it's a very... Um, you know as expected kind of year of film. yeah nothing would,
0: shocked me at all
2: with the well, list n- there was no best uh support or best lead actors for moonlight which i did think was was tra- very it, surprising because to me i think that was the strongest well the thing
0: with moonlight, moonlight though is that there the, the problem is the main guy is three different actors yeah which kind of makes it hard that's
1: true uh but then yeah i mean like i say i i i i try not to pay too much attention like i so for me the oscars Began and ended oddly with Ben Affleck and uh, Matt Damon winning Best Screenplay for Goodwill Hunting. There was just one Oscars. That's it for me, because <laughs> because because that was like the last time I watched the Oscars and I actually cared. You know, like not. I think I think the Oscars are a great thing, and that for me was such a triumphant moment. Um, you know, as I was a young filmmaker at that point, I really loved that film. Sure. Um, I really liked um, when 12, 12 Years a Slave won. I think that was a very apt mm-hmm. choice. I liked it when American Beauty won. That was a very apt choice. But you know, like a lot of my favorite films have never been nominated for Oscars. Um, you know, not to get into my spoilers for American Honey, <gasps> but uh, if we'd reviewed this last year, mm-hmm. uh, this would definitely appear on Better my. Top. on your list. Yeah, uh, it would have. It would have cracked the top 5 and probably would be in the top 3. Okay. Um so, so moving yeah. on to American, American honey. honey. Oh, so, well, no, just before that. Ooh. Just before that. Oh uh-huh. no. Yeah, <laughs> you had
0: to do it. I couldn't get the before that in just mine. <laughs> no, this, now there has to be a before that before that. This is uh, I wanted to ask you a question what what did you think okay. of the Oscar nominations? Hi. Oh, I just uh again, I think it's just sort of humdrum. I'm I'm really glad to see Moonlight uh nominated for a bunch of stuff. I'm glad to see Manchester in certain things. Um I I was trying to think of like, if there was something like, Oh man, this got snubbed. Like I do. I honestly, I think she sh- the American honey should be up for best director. Um, and probably cinematography. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, I was looking at them and I was like, Oh man, I can't wait to talk about something. But the only thing I could really even, and it's not even harping. It's just sort of my known opinion was the whole 14 things for La La Land. I'm just like, well, okay. I knew that was coming. I just knew I wouldn't be happy about it.
1: I have a feeling like in the case of La La Land, it's, it's. There is a patent for the Oscars to award for the previous film, you know, like the Russell Crowe winning for Oh, Radiator. yeah, yeah, he should have won for a beautiful mind. Uh, not for uh, sorry. He he should have won for the insider. Um, and in the case of uh, La La Land, I do I, as much as I, I do actually like La La Land. I've been listening to the soundtrack on repeat um, for a while. Uh, I, you know, Whiplash to me is just such an extraordinary film. Uh, and it was nominated for a lot of Oscars, I believe. So, you know, I, I don't know. G- good did good for get... Damien Chazelle, honestly. G- great for him. Uh, great for everyone yeah. involved
2: in that project. Uh, Th- know. Those feelings that you got for Hail Caesar, did you feel them at all? In This film, that the romanticized version of Hollywood and movie making, and
1: it's weird because I feel like Hail Caesar was really playing up that angle, like they were kind of like knowingly
0: having but f- they're poking fun at it, yeah. they're poking fun at the studio system where, where La La Land is sort of embracing it entirely. Now, I'm not saying that that's gonna affect it, but I do think they're gonna. I mean, it's clear on the nominations, they like La La Land better yeah. overall than. Hail Caesar.
1: All right. All right. If you had to pick which well, one movie for base picture right now out of this list.
0: Which I mean, it would be Arrival, but that's me. And I know right. it's not going to win. Right. Like, I just know it. How that's just you, the personal. That's just the personal preference.
1: How about you, Brandon?
2: That is a really good question. I mean.
1: Of
0: the ones with Moonlight picked, being a close second for me.
1: Right.
2: It, it would be probably be between Arrival and Hell or High Water. Um, mm.
0: OK.
3: I.
2: Hell or, High, Hell or High Water was excellent. I loved both films and I. I really appreciated Moonlight. Um, I just feel like, how you guys said, didn't stick the landing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Stuck the landing for me. And I, I think of the acting was better than the story. I wanted to see a little more for the climax. I felt like it kind of just dragged on a little bit for me. Yep. Um, but I think it's an amazing film and, I, and I, it's, a, you know, it's a masterpiece. So. Yeah. I, w- I would
1: go Moonlight all the way, but I think that's obvious. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to our top 10 list, <laughs> you, should, you should go back, and uh, this is a good plug for that uh, for that episode. Go back and have a listen to our top 10 list, because uh, there's a lot of films on there that Divergent, as we've already discussed, there's only three films that Matt and I agreed upon out of 10. Nah, <laughs> we can't win them all. I don't see Warcraft
0: on the- uh, <laughs> Oh, no. That's sure so, it, didn't, it didn't even win any, I don't think, any technical <laughs> awards either, which Me. is sad, because the orcs were fucking dope. Anyway. Moving on. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so American Honey, guys, uh, so you guys had, like, a history with this director, which is great. I did not. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Uh, so I went in cold. I'd seen the trailer, and the trailer was really cool looking, and it looked interesting, and I would wanted to see it. I just never got around to it. amazing Rari song on yep, it. Yep, which yeah. we started with. And yeah. then, uh, hmm, I, I, well, for, so here's something interesting I will say about this. So this movie is very musically driven. Yes normally I look at that and I'm like, Oh, what a crutch. Like I, I think of sort of thing like I, the worst case scenario is obviously suicide squad.
2: I, I absolutely agree with you. But
0: uh, you know, at other films, it kind of does it. I feel like boyhood, it was kind of a bit of a crutch and a couple other things. This film, for whatever reason, I was trying to figure it out. It didn't feel that way for me. So
2: I think what you're trying to say is sometimes in films, music can come be a crutch when it's telling you what to feel. It's, it's trying yes. to manipulate your emotions. And this film it was it was more like a road trip and it's like a, you felt like you were on a journey with them listening music to the soundtrack.
0: Music drove the characters, not you.
1: Yeah. No, and also I think it felt like this was the music those characters really wanted to listen to. It didn't yeah. feel like it didn't feel like the filmmaker was forcing the soundtrack on the audience. It felt like we were being invited into the listening choices of these yes. characters. And and I I listened to an interview with Andrea Arnold and and she actually said she would ask, you know, like she cast these kids uh, you know, unknown actors and ask them what songs they would like to listen to, and then basically would try and take those songs to her music <laughs> department. And, <like, laughs> and like, can, it we, was, use can yeah. we use this? Can and, we use this? Can we use this? To the point where, like, you know, the worst one is, you know, like the Rihanna song uh, "Fell in Love with a Hopeless in a Hopeless Place," yeah. and she's, you know, like, which is a not a cheap song, but she was like, it's, it's so she important. She wrote a letter. She, she, wrote, wrote, a letter, a, she yeah. wrote a letter to Rihanna. To like ask for approval, and she was like, "I don't know if Rihanna actually read the letter." Yeah, but but they got approval. But they got approval, and they got the song.
0: Uh, Something else I do want to say, especially because we have a cinematographer in the room. uh, So this film is four by three.
1: Mm. I I didn't know theory
0: about this. I didn't notice for thirty minutes, (laughs) which. Is weird nuts. because you watch it on a giant projector. I watch it on a giant projector, but the images were so well cultivated and captured that after a while I was like, wait, are they doing this? Did it just snap to this? And I like looked back and I rewound after the fact I was like, no, this fucking thing's 4 by 3
2: I, n- I noticed right away, um, and I was a little worried because it seems to be a trend now in a lot of fashion film. You see a lot of you know 4 by 3 sure. aspect ratio. For the iPhone. Um, but... You know, <laughs> yeah, real for, good for the iPhone. Let's Snapchat this whole fucking thing. Yeah. For this film, I feel like it was a Obviously, a clear decision to choose this format because when you think of cinema and you think of movies, you think of, you know, two, uh, two three, five, one aspect ratio, widescreen, sure. cinema scope. And she makes the constant decision to shoot in four, three. And I think she does that because if you've seen the film, it's shot very much like a documentary. And I think she wants you to believe that these are real people and almost like it was an eight millimeter format. Right. Not that it has, it looks like eight millimeter, but yeah. it, it's supposed to have this very real, tangible feeling. And, 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 not make you feel like you're watching a film, but you're really watching these real people make these decisions.
0: Yeah. And then exactly. And that sort of leads into my, um, my last sort of thing that, uh, that I thought was uh, first impressionable is that what you got, you guys kind of brought up before, it feels like you're on a road trip with these, with these kids. It feels like you're in the van. It feels like you're part of this crew, which is very interesting um, and different from a lot of films that, you know, would try to sort of tell the same story. I feel like, um so just on the 4 by 3 uh thing
1: so the, the, this doesn't relate necessarily to this film but it's a nice theory that I'd heard um about uh, Kelly Reichardt uh had been talking about when she made uh, the film Meek's Cutoff did either you, you guys see Meek's Cutoff Negative. you, 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 which, you, you and I talked about Wendy and Lucy, Lucy. uh Kelly Reichardt extraordinary filmmaker um and she made a western uh, Meek's Cutoff which was Uniquely from a female's point of view uh, about a group trying to travel across the desert to find water, and and she made a conscious choice to shoot in four x three because and she said uh, the reason was was that you know the the language of cinemascope the you know the long vista widescreen is generally you know she sees it as reserved for the male point of view and by shrinking it to four by three it kind of resembled the worldview of women who lived in these bonnets you know the 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 hats that they would have where their their worldview was kind of like much more insular and and I fuck peripheral vision yeah well, and you know like literally and and metaphorically in that story, and I kind of really I, I like it made the decision to go from sixteen by nine or two three five one to to four by three to be a political decision, which I really uh responded to you know like because because right now the default standard is sixteen by nine like it, it's yeah. hard it's actually. Harder to shoot four. You have to make the conscious choice to shoot four by three. It's not the default format anymore. It's hard. You, you don't buy TVs that are four by three. Um, so anything that you choose to make in four by three is going to have these black bars on the left and right, right side of it. So, so do
2: you think Andrea Arnold was doing it? For I don't know. If she reason, was, or? I,
1: I don't know if she was doing it politically, but I do think that there is something uniquely feminine or a, a female point of view in this film. And I like to. I like to sort of migrate the theory that Kelly Reichardt had about shooting four by three four Meek's cutoff into this into this film as well
0: I think what you're saying for the film you described makes total sense I don't think it's at all what's going on here I think it's more to what you were saying because it's it's Again, it's about feeling close to these kids. And it's about... So there's two ways it does it. One, if it's four by three, it does. It feels amateurish. It feels like... Even though the shots are not amateur, but like the framing sort of just feels home like video. home video Like, Ooh, it, I, it, see, it I, makes I, you... I
1: didn't feel like there's a... And then... Well, then... And I then, didn't feel it was amateur. I, I think that's just the wrong word to, but to if you're, apply if you're looking, to the aesthetic. Not, sure. Not that's
0: Not That's not the... We're not saying the footage or the cinematography was feeling I, amateur. I, I don't even think it feels like Instagram-ish or... Male-ish. I'm not saying that either.
2: No, no, no. But, I, but it almost feels a lot of the cutaways are very shaky and handholdy and it's, it's from her point of view. It's almost like if you were to give her an eight millimeter camera, not in the in the major scenes, but in some of the cutaways, it almost feels
0: like it's you're following her. And that's my second point in the, in the van, which a lot of this movie sort of takes place in. It's almost as if like, it's, it it's taking, if you had wide shots of the van, it wouldn't feel as tightly packed and as close to the characters. So I think it's more about cultivating a sense of, for good or for ill, a sense of closeness between all of these characters. To go back to Shahir's point, though, I could maybe be on
2: page with the fact that a lot of uh, our main character makes decisions where she doesn't really think ahead. So maybe there is something that she has this Love kind lack of, of
1: periphery. She
2: has this kind of tunnel vision and, and she doesn't really.
1: I don't know if it's a, you know, like, and I, I don't want to sort of equate like this female point of view with a lack of periphery, but I just think there's something sort of insular that I liked. About this theory of shooting four by three for a film that's this loaded in terms of poetic realism and finding kind of the beauty in individual moments and and in a way because it's this movie talks so much even in the title American Honey talks so much about America as uh, as an identity I think there's something interesting in the idea of choosing a format like that not just aesthetically but also kind of politically and I don't mean politically in like the sense of you know politics as we know it, but politically in terms of the choice of ideology, uh, one ideology over another. And I think, I think there's something interesting in the way, you know, this movie consciously chooses four by three, you know, as we've said, it's harder to shoot four by three. And it's a, it's a, in a way, uh, a really detrimental decision from a marketing point of view because everyone who's going to go into the movie theater is just going to see these black bars on the left and right of the right hand side of the screen. It's going to happen when you watch it on TV at home anyway because old TVs are sixteen by nine. Now. I might
0: be watching it on my old Commodore sixty four monitor, so
1: yeah. they don't really know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That that is pretty much how I watch it. I plug my Apple TV into my old uh, your CRT, C- yeah, it's yeah my old good. CRT. But listen, like to to lead into obviously, I think it's it's very clear what I've thought about this movie. I was on board from start to finish um we we um my wife and i sat down uh my wife usually has tv on in the background while she's working at night um you know she tends to work late um and and you know like about an hour 15 into this movie she kind of turned to me she goes i can't do any work at this point i'm just watching this movie right now and i was completely hooked on this thing Um, like I said, if, if we'd watch this at the time, this would crack my top three, probably. Um, it's, it's the same quality that she has in the short film Wasp. it's amazing that it's transcended from her short into a feature, which is that everything is high stakes while at the same time being incredibly, and this is, this is going to sound like a condescending term, but incredibly ordinary. Like these are the decisions of or, unextraordinary people, which is if you think about like what you know the Robert McKee school of screenwriting, you know like every character needs to be extraordinary in some way. This girl star in this film, played by newcomer Sasha Lane, is just an ordinary girl, and and every decision she makes are ordinary decisions.
2: If you were to describe this film to me, mm-hmm. I would. It would be boring, I think. You know, right. like, I'd be, I'd be bored.
0: But oh, I'd you want to hear the description IMDb gives? Yes, yeah, yeah. I do. A teenage girl with nothing to lose joins a traveling magazine sales crew and gets caught up in a whirlwind of hard partying, law bending, and young love as she crisscrosses the Midwest with a band of misfits. I think,
1: I mean, you know, the way you, if you were
0: trying to sell it to someone, I think my inclination, my, my tone of it, I <laughs> yeah. sold it a little more, but you know, I would just
1: think, I would just include the word spring breakers. I would include the word spring breakers in there somewhere. If you were just trying to sell it to someone, like it's kind of, it's it, like spring breakers, but less happens. Harmony Corrine. <laughs> yeah. But less, less, no, there's still some guns in it, but like, uh, but yeah, uh, to me, it reminded me also of, uh, the Romaine Barani film chop shop and a little bit of spring breakers in there as well. It's, it's got, and we reviewed a film earlier this year, Goat. Do you remember? Uh, we, uh, yeah, was, Goat. Goat, um, which is a film I didn't love, but I, I thought it had some interesting qualities. Sure. For it. And I think the thing that I I really wanted from Goat, and the thing that I really responded to in Goat, was the anthropological point of view when you were just watching a culture that you know, like I'm not privy to, kind of just play out um, and be themselves on screen, almost in a documentary kind of way. Right. And and that's where I thought Goat was most interesting, and that was what I was wanting more from Goat. Uh, this is that all the way, but somehow still a compelling narrative as well. Like
0: a, a 100% I'm on the edge of my seat for every decision that is happening. I don't disagree, but, but <laughs> I do want to ask you guys, cause we're, we're praising uh, the director for her short film work. Like that's, yeah. that's the, that's where you guys sort of jumped on board. Did you guys feel like this movie was a little too long? It clocks in at like two, uh, over two and a half hours. I didn't, but, before I watched it, I was like,
2: oh I was like, Jesus. <laughs> so it yeah. won you over enough. Um, I mean, at the end of this film, I was I wanted more. I okay. Mean, these yeah. are the this this is the type of movie that when I pop into my VCR. Uh um, <laughs> your VCR. Whoa! See? Your VCR. Yeah, your well CR you TV. could though. You could. <laughs> yeah. it, that'd be great. When I watch a movie like this, I I like you say, here, I marinate in it. I love it. I'm I'm on the edge of my seat. I see these characters going through these these choices that they make and I literally I love a movie where I don't know where it's going. And right. I absolutely had no idea where this film was gonna go. And uh, you know, I think Andrea Arnold is masterful at creating these scenarios where you're watching these characters and she always surprises you. You
0: think something you think something's gonna happen and uh Oh no, I a hundred percent agree. The the thing and I'm I can't wait to talk about the ending with you guys. The thing um that that it's it's interesting because The reason why I had a problem with the length, I think you actually kind of just hit it the nail on the head, is they kept putting the the characters in these interesting situations that didn't go the way you think they would go, maybe even the way cinema has trained you to think they will go, and then every time it goes a, a different direction which is great for like five or six things. But when it's in my opinion, I do think the film's a little too long when it got to like, maybe like seven or eight of those things. I'm like, I get it. The other thing happens. Like I understand. Like that's when I started being like, okay, like I'm still, I think the pictures are pretty and I like the characters fine. I'm just like this, you're literally doing the same trick, which is a great trick. Like maybe like, Two or three more times than I needed to see it. That was, and that's, it's, it's. I, I could see that. I just too yeah. much ice cream. This movie could have
2: been <laughs> such a different film. By this is any the strangest flavor of
1: ice cream I think I've ever. <laughs> heard it's you.
2: American honey. It's yeah. Ben and
1: Jerry's American honey. This is the uh, sequel to the uh, British film British Marmalade. Maybe. There's
0: some. Let's see. What would be in that ice cream? It would be. It would be honey, obviously. And, uh, yeah. Mountain Dew, <laughs> um,
1: a little Stephen Colbert, uh, an eagle, and.
0: Uh, the Grand Canyon. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Dirt from the Grand Canyon. <laughs> um, I, I I could totally see the... Uh, peed on dirt from the Grand Canyon. Peed on dirt? There's that scene where they're all peeing at the Grand Canyon. Oh, I thought it was a Donald yeah. Trump joke, to be honest with you. Oh, no, no, surprisingly not. <laughs> a peed on like Russian... An
2: animalistic sense from that? Like, did you... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like yeah spoiler so, alert i
1: i i i could totally like i completely agree that you could see it as being too long it is two hours and 43 minutes which by any standard is a long movie it's a long film. um but i you know like like you said brandon i was just kind of in it and i didn't to care. win it yeah to win it that's that's what i want. that's and,
2: and i you know you see this this shift now in, in television where I'm more invested sometimes in television shows because you can really see these character arcs happen and unfold. And it's it's really hard to tell uh, a story of a character in an hour and a half and really see any uh, real arcs happening.
0: The closest thing I could equate this to in a television show is Skins, the British Skins. I haven't seen it. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah I, I mean, it's not, not, not from the style that they shot it or anything like that, but just sort of like... Uh, teenagers. teenagers like looking at their world and sort of living in it for a long period of time. Uh, I, I think that's the reason why the length didn't
1: bother me because I felt this was such an authentic lived in world like I didn't feel I like so the the story is based on uh, a New York Times article of these, like, magazine gangs, that, <laughs> magazine crews that go around selling magazine subscriptions that, you know, they read a, she'd read about and decided to go make a film about. Um, I don't know, you know, like, up until watching the film, I'd never heard of that, and I didn't know if it was true or not. But I felt that the world was so authentically lived in that I was, I be, you know, I believed it to be true, even if it's not. And I think that's, you know, like... Um, that's the, for example, we talked a little bit about Argo on one time. Go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah, Argo, go <laughs> fuck yourself. That like to me, Argo. Even though the story is ostensibly true, I felt like the film was selling me falsehoods. And I, right, fa- you know what I mean. Whereas this, I have no idea if it's true or not, but I. Believe, but it feels real to you. It yeah. feels it feels so well lived in and so kind of earthy that I completely believed it.
0: Yeah. So let's start getting into spoiler territory, uh, if if y'all don't mind. Oh, um, I
1: mind. Oh, jeez. Oh, I mind. No, I don't mind.
0: Brendan, do you want to start us off? Do you want to tell us how this movie begins?
2: Uh, so the film begins. Uh, we're introduced to um, Sasha Lane's character. She plays Star, mm-hmm. and she's with two children, and they're in a dumpster, and
0: uh, it looks like they're looking for food. They found a chicken. Yeah. It must have been outside of a grocery store or something. It was like a Purdue wrapped chicken. Yeah. So,
1: so this is the the thing about like the stressful, you know, like the way in which the like. I just get stressed out watching a scene like this, which is like I'm wondering how much bacteria that chicken has. Are they going to eat that chicken? Like the whole time, the you know, the chicken is just like this sort of like periphery thing. But I'm at the edge of my seat about the decisions that, circu- that circulate around this
0: like packaged chicken. Well, they even bring the chicken back eventually at home, and Ruben, the little boy, exactly. so starts stabbing, stabbing it a, with it. a fork. Uh, and,
2: and there's th- just some. There is something hypnotizing about that, where you're just like. You're like, why are they showing this to me? But it's so interesting, and it's She's so like simple. God, they're gonna, eat,
0: they're gonna eat that chicken. And then, and
1: yeah, and as I say, I'm like stressed out. I'm like, ah, I don't, don't eat that chicken for the love of God, don't eat that chicken. And then when they cut to a shot of them eating like Spam or something else instead, I'm, I'm kind of relieved. Oh thank God. Yeah, it's and see, like it's the fact that a movie does that to me, like like makes me invested in like the the it, it's it's such an ordinary thing, sure, but it's so extraordinary in this film.
0: Well, uh, I think it sets up your expectations and uh, sort of the, the, uh, you know, the, the type of, uh, I guess I, I, for lack of a terrible called emotional ride that you're about to sort of go on. I think it's setting it up as something very real and something uh, there's, there's a tinge of sort of, um, and you, maybe you could argue against this. I don't even know if I fully believe it. Somebody's going to say this, but like a tinge of sadness to the entire sort of deal. Uh, the entire film, really, like there's definitely like upbeat moments and whatnot, but there's a there's a sense of like kind of like a little bit of, you know, if nothing you do matters, then all that matters is what you do sort of nonsense to it. So like, uh, I don't know, I think so. Then so side note, so we're moving on the they are heading home before they even stab the chicken yeah. and they go into Walmart to get like a soda or so. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They see the van drive up. And out pops Shia LaBeouf yeah. as uh Jake. Uh Jack. Jake? Jake, Jake. Jake, Jake. Jake, Jake, Jake. And boy does he have a Boy does he have a awesome rat, rat tail. Oh my God. And I don't it's funny. I was waiting for
1: that rat tail to unfurl the I whole movie. Well, I was on I the edge of my seat. And the thing rat is, tail. I
0: kept calling it a rat tail. I don't know. It was a full blown tight ponytail. Like it's not even a rat tail. Or was it? I don't fucking know. But like it was uh, magnificent and beautiful. To, uh, the Hairdresser? or yeah. What would that be? A prop? What would that I be? I don't even. Uh, I know, oh, um, uh, uh, application. Uh, what's it, What's the word prosthetic? I'm looking for? Prosthetic. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Prosthetic hair. Prosthetic hair. Maybe a wig. Um,
0: uh, oh, and and shout out to to Shia for his wonderful live stream that he's been fucking terrorizing horrible <laughs> people on. I really do actually enjoy it. So I hope he keeps we, that we, up for the next four years.
1: We should talk. Should we Should we sidetrack onto Shia LaBeouf? Sure. A, a I little would bit. Love to. I mean, like, so the, Shia... <laughs> Looking through the shadows. Yeah, so Shia's had an interesting trajectory. Like Childhood uh, superstar, Shia LaBeouf. You yeah. ever heard that song? Yeah, we were kind of talking about this yeah, before. Yeah, the, the Project Greenlight um, thing. So that's when we first saw him. I, well, uh, that's I, when I
2: first saw him. Uh, oh. I had never really been a big Shia fan. Because, yeah. uh, you know, going back to like when he was becoming famous from
0: uh, Transformers. Transformers. That's and when I, was, I first sort of paid attention. And I was
2: like, whatever. And then I saw... Um, he was
0: great in Constantine. Oh, was he in that? I didn't realize.
2: And then I saw him on um, what's the name of the show?
0: Project Greenlight. That
2: right. show, uh, yeah. I Saw him on Project Greenlight, and I just th- even at he was seventeen years old, and just the level of commitment and professionalism in this seventeen-year-old. I was like, wow, I, I I have a newfound respect for him. And then the last couple of films he's been in, um, in Nymphom- Fury, Fury Yeah, I didn't haven't seen Fury Mania. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's it's but he good. cut his himself for his role in Fury because he thought that his makeup wasn't believable. He actually, right, right. Like that's that level of commitment. I just, I have a respect for I, it. I don't
1: know. Like, those I, things, don't get, that, I, no? I don't respect that. I actually don't respect no. that. kind. Of, like I find that those stories are, are feel like stories that the publicity,
0: publicity department put out and they're nice stories. But Hell, like, even if they're not, even if they're fucking real yeah. dude, a, you're, you're pissing off your fucking makeup people. B, you don't need to fucking do that. Like you can be convincing, and if you can't be convincing with fake blood, it's then cold. you're not a good actor. Like it's that's cold acting. Yeah, like that's no, just no. it.
1: But 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 uh, what I did, like the thing from Project Greenlight that I really responded to was like, there's this, you know like everyone talks about star quality and like and and the thing that happened in Project Greenlight when he came in it was season two, the Battle of Shaker Heights. Is that he was a huge personality. Yeah, he walked in and you were like, Oh, that's what star quality means. Cause at that point he hadn't done anything apart from a few commercials. Sure. But even as the audience watching the show, you were like Oh, that's what star quality is. And he's he was like bigger than life. Now, Shia, 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 has, LaBeouf Shia. Uh, has had an interesting last couple of years. He was uh, most famously ousted for plagiarizing Daniel Klaus in a short film, uh, Howard Cantor dot com. And then that seemed to like send him off into like this performance at uh, kind of. Whirlspin. And so look. you think
2: that was a publicity stunt, though?
1: The the Howard Cantor thing? Like, no, his
2: reaction afterwards.
1: I think I think he, like, to me, look, and I, I don't know the dude personally, uh, but I feel like he was, he suddenly realized the consequence of his actions because he he became, like, he appeared on uh, a red carpet with a paper bag over his head. He did this performance piece where people could, like, come and sit next to him and just
0: talk to him. And he Shout out to... Spoke. Oh, yeah, shout out to uh, will Temper, who actually was in his other performance piece uh, when he was watching all of his films cr- chronologically backwards. My buddy was behind them for like three three photos
1: I, I I would check into that oddly. and I was just like the more he like at first people thought he was having like a nervous breakdown and kind of going crazy. No, but no, I, think I think he's he's an artist. I, mean, I think he, and, he's, an and he's a
0: childhood star turned artist that's turning a frown upside down. that's basically what he's doing
1: and then the choice to do films like this and the thing is is like this is the kind of star quality like gravitated onto a small film that makes you realize how what he can do as an actor and that you will never see in a Transformers you will never see like this quality that he has which is that he is well, there's and, no
0: room for it in Transformers
1: but and you see you know and you but like you see it in the first scene of this movie where he's like standing across from well, her at the Walmart and he kind of like looks at her Gives her a smile, comes back, and then they, you know, like, he gets up on the table and dies. And he's like, he is attractive as a human being in this, you know, like, you understand why she is attracted to him. That scene, though, to me, felt a little forced. Oh, really?
2: Halfway throughout the movie, I found myself like, oh, Shy is back. Like, I I was, I generally was missing him when he, like, I didn't get that feeling at first, but
0: he... It, he transformed in that for me. This is the problem I have, I think, with the movie as a whole. This is probably where I, I fall it, sort of around it, and it'll tie in when we get to the ending. But, so Shia LaBeouf in this movie, there's no denying that he acts the fuck out of it. Like, it's great. He matches the tonality and the, the sort of cadence, I guess, for lack of a better term, of all the other actors. It feels very real. You forget that he's Shia LaBeouf. And that's something I always appreciate, like, to go full anti goldblum Like, just really know that they're they're playing the character. My issue with the film overall, and I was trying to pinpoint it because I watched it, and even at it's longer than I would have preferred length, I enjoyed it. But it wasn't like a, oh, I don't think I had the experience that you guys did with it. And I was like, well, why, what was knocking me off from actually really, like, deep, deep diving and being like, oh, my God, this is so great, because the cinematography is, one of the best of the fucking year like there's no question like it's gorgeous everything is a choice i really dug it the direct there was shout out to robbie ryan yeah Yeah, yeah he did an amazing job uh great directing again we talked about that before but i think what it is is the choice and maybe this might have something to do with the directing but the choice of how these characters almost were so real or 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 Ordinary, we used the term ordinary before. These were ordinary people just in a slightly unordinary situation that or that the mainstream would feel is unordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me engage with them on a personal level less. Hmm. And it's interesting because it, you, we talked about how it almost felt a little documentary-ish, but every time I got to that point where I'd have a feeling of, oh, this feels real, I'd be like, oh, but now I'd like get to that line and, be, and it'd wake me up. It'd be like, oh, well, that's not... I mean, it's a fucking movie. And well, I'm not really that interested. I'm like, I get it. Like, give me me an example. Like, so particularly in this first scene. So, yeah, well, the, the first scene when they first meet for the first time, I did think it felt a little bit forced. But it also felt like two sort of at least outwardly boring people starting to flirt. And for me... I was just like, okay, well, I, <sighs> and, See, and this I... might be outside of the movie knowledge that poisoned me, but I'm like, oh, they get together and this is just them sort of like doing the, bur 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 bur. and because they weren't exciting characters to me, uh, it it didn't hold a lot of weight. So what I think uh, the director does, Andrea Arnold does amazingly
2: is she, she gives you dots, but she doesn't connect them for right. the audience. And you know, when you're introduced to these characters, you are, who is she? You know, they don't they never explain to her. You, you're you kind of questioning, are these her kids? Are these her brothers yeah, and I her didn't sister? Know. Yeah, You yeah. don't know. And I was interested in these characters because the whole time I'm trying to figure out who they are. And because the director wasn't connecting the dots, I'm thinking constantly, like, where's this going? Who is, you know, who are these kids? And I think that's, even though they were ordinary, I, because she wasn't force-feeding us information about them, I was even more interested.
0: And I'll give you, 100% I'll give you that too. I I loved before Shia came in. It felt weird. It felt like, I'm like, we don't know whose kids these, like these siblings are hers. How old is she? Uh, But there was something that felt a little bit forced, almost forced about their sort of, I guess love, or you call it, or lust. I mean, I'm not even sure what it was by the end of the movie. But like, but like, I really truly believed that she cared about the kids, but also wanted to get the fuck out. But
1: see, the thing is that uh, what I, the reason I guess maybe I really gravitated towards the scene is I think that, you know, it's something that the director does really well is she provides you context for making that scene meaningful. And, and what that is in this, in this scenario is like, you know, I'm thinking about those kids and then I'm also, I'm also kind of conflicted because I'm realizing this kid star is just a kid. And, and what's what the attractiveness of Shia at this moment or that character, Jake is this like. Oh, that's what my life should be well, like. It's freedom. I, I mean, yeah, there's yeah, so much
0: did. bird iconography in this fucking thing. It's no, but, nuts. But like, but like
1: him jumping up on the table is kind of what you should be doing when you're 18 years old. You should be, you know, like not doing, going through a dumpster. Yeah, I yeah, didn't not know going how old du- she
2: was when the movie started. I, you know, but I, you, she could have been anything. But you, you
1: realize she's like you know that she's young. Right? This, like, well,
2: no, this weird phenomenon happened for me where it started off and I thought, okay, maybe she's like 27, 25, maybe. And as the film went by, she got younger and younger and and her adolescence really came through. And I thought... That was really interesting. To,
0: I think to they did that. Fold. If that was a choice, I think it was because when she was with the kids, she had to play the role of parent. When she got to be on the road with all these other kids, she could sort of revert back to her own age.
1: I, right. You know, but that, that is what the thing that like makes that scene work for me is that, is that conflict that she has internally between like, I have to look after these kids and I'm burdened by this responsibility that I, you know, I'm diving through a dumpster and here are these other people my age who are like partying and having a good time and like, you know, like, doing the kinds of things I should be doing. So that's why I found that scene sure. kind of really magnetic and interesting. It's all about context, and and it's all about the way the scene gives you information without ever saying things like that. She doesn't need to connect. She lets you as audience connect the dots. But here's a point of of confusion, and it might change my opinion of the film, but, like, the, the her relationship to those kids, I found, like, and after the movie, I was like, oh, wait, she wasn't. You know, because at the beginning of the film, I thought she was the parent of those of those children, and then by at the then, end, I think that's the point. Though I think they that you know, but it, so what? What was your opinion about the like? Well, what do you think is the relationship that you know? We're, what is her relationship to those children?
0: I'm guessing and this is a pure speculation that she is the step brother or stepsister to them. That 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 that, that, that is her mother. Cause there's the scene where she,
2: uh, there's all these photographs of the mother with the children and, and, and stars not in any of the photos. Right.
0: And so, then who's it, the guy, the guy is the girl, the, 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 the dude that the mother is kind of dating sort of, but then I who, also don't I think it matters. That. I just think it's sort of, well, just... the
1: reason it matters or the reason I think it matters is that I was, I was, when I was watching and the reason I was hooked on this whole film from start to finish was that I was kind of like waiting for them, for her to be reunited with those kids. And I was thinking about those kids. Well, the this will whole, go into my ending thing. The, That's, the, uh, I was, uh, yeah. the, the kids were kind of the whole... I was kind of wondering about them the whole time.
2: There's a point where you think she's going to... Te- Does
1: she text them halfway She calls through? them halfway She calls through. them. Okay. So, but, but, you know, like, the confusion about whether they're her kids, whether they're somebody else's kids, or whether she, like... I thought that the woman that she gives the kids to was her mother, and that she was, you know, like...
0: But he, she says to her that, they're your they're kids. They're your kids. Right,
1: right. So... But, uh, but, you know, she's obviously in charge of looking after them. So I could, but the, that and mom's mother, busy
0: square dancing or yeah, yeah, live dancing did, she or whatever she the fuck she's doing. She
1: didn't want to deal with these kids, which made me think that they weren't necessarily. Well, the mom's doing
2: what Star wanted to do. She wanted freedom. And,
0: and, and what Star kind of eventually goes and does.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So a the, circle of life. <laughs>
1: Mama say. <laughs> <laughs> mama say mama say
0: mama sa, mama yeah no um but- Matata. so um no so shia labeouf is after they leave the walmart or wherever superstore they're at offers her a job if she shows up at this motel six where they're all staying by the next morning so then she goes and decides to go uh ditch the kids with the mother of the kids not sure the exact relation to star and join up with this roving gang of magazine salesmen <laughs> And women, Rid, uh, led by one Riley Kuh uh, from. Oh uh, yeah, T- uh, what was her name? Taylor, Tanya, Crystal, Crystal. 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 Damn it, <laughs> with a K. Yeah. I should remember that because that was the name of a very friendly stripper in Montreal. Um, Okay. <laughs> she okay. did. At 4 a.m., she became friends with me and my friends after we had been there for about four days, and it was a, during a bachelor party, and she invited us to a party, I remember, because we put my, her in my phone as Crystal is with this a K. The, is
1: this the venue for, like, telling us your stripper stories? Is well, this, this is, is this... the thing.
0: I want to tell you this, because it's an amazing text from a stripper with, named Crystal with a K. Are you ready for this? We okay. was 4 a.m. It was the night before we had to leave, and we were all friends. We had weirdly gotten become friends with these strippers. The... Uh, the text I get because there's an after party they were going to invite us to the after party and this is the text I get it literally says this it goes hey man it's Crystal here's the address to the party no booze but all the Red Bull and drugs you want <laughs> and I was like I can't go to this fucking party <laughs>
2: No booze,
0: <laughs> no booze, but all the drugs and Red Bull
1: you want. Which is pretty much what the magazine crew could offer you in life. No booze, a lot of booze. No, yeah. A lot of booze. So I, maybe
0: I would have been better off going with Shia and his ragtag <laughs> band of news uh, peddlers. It's funny. I just thought Riley Coe was so good. Like she got a
1: lot of flack. She's the boss for for her role in Magic Mike. I remember people just like really not liking her in Magic Mike. You know, just feeling that she was kind of flat in one note. And it's weird because in this film, she feels. Flat one note, but it's way more menacing and it, well, it's way more disturbing. I
0: wouldn't even it's, call her one note. There's there's a lot going on behind. It, behind but it's, those but it's like a perfect what? for her character though, because yeah. her
2: her character Reduce only cares about money. And it, I thought it was interesting that we never see her really jealous of the relationship between Jake and and Star. It's, it's she's more concerned about money, money, money. If she's gonna lose money, and I, money. I think that was perfect for her character. And it, you know, in another film there would have been more drama with that, but I think it was like the right amount that. Was believable yeah. and
1: and I I just unique. liked as well the 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 you know like uh, when we see Jake for the first time it's kind of presumed that he's in charge of this thing oh no and we yeah. realize that he's not and it's a woman who's in charge of him and the way that he kind of gets subverted uh, but you know kind of willingly he gets tamed very yeah. willingly yeah. Um, and and this whole crew is led by this one powerhouse of a woman who's also a very young woman you know it's not like a yeah. you know an old she's madam probably or
2: like in her twenties yeah yeah yeah. yeah.
1: Um, you know, so it's kind of, it's, it's like I say, like everything in this film, it surprised me, you know, like everything surprised me in a way that I thought was like really unique and it kept me going every time I, Sure, you know, you're saying that it kind of like. Did want, the, want too many surprises? S- but every, too many
0: surprises of a similar ilk made me not surprised anymore because I then started to expect the unexpected. If that really, sort of see, and,
1: I, and, I, I just found like every time there was a, I, the other thing is I thought there was so many great individual scenes, and every individual scene went in a direction I wasn't expecting. It that's to go. my point. And but how can that be
0: bad? Because like, it becomes it becomes formulaic at a certain point. So if the scene went in the direction you expected it to go, that would help. After after going in a bunch that didn't, yeah, because you're you're sort of you're, you're uh, if you're going in a direction you're not expecting to go, that's trying to subvert expectation. But when the subversion becomes the expectation, that's when I'm like, oh well, she'll be fine. No, but she'll see, be fine. Here, here's the thing, she'll be fine. I don't. think they're doing it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: It's like an act of threes. Like they, they see her do. You know when uh, when you see her. You know for the first time she leaves, you're not expecting what happens. The second time you're not expecting what happens, and the third time. You're not surprised, but it could have went in a bunch of different ways. But it does that make sense? I, you
1: know, if, the thing is, is I again, I, I kind of feel like you're describing it as sort of like an audience manipulation sort of thing. What I'm what I think it is, is that every scene is constructed as a full rich picture. And every time it comes to its conclusion, I'm always like, oh, that really didn 't go the way I thought it was
0: going to go, and even but by the end of the film what i 'm saying is I started to then understand exactly where they were supposed to go. The first couple, I was one hundred percent like whoa that 's fucking crazy, and I was on board. It just did the same thing too many times for me and I, and I, I know we 've been talking about this for a little bit we 'll continue on i 'm not trying to cut us off, but um, but
1: here we go, I'm going to cut you
0: off. Yeah, but this has been a great show. No, but like, we don't need to go through sort of, and, and we'll we can touch on any moments you want to, but we don't need to go through the entire moments of them like, okay, now they're in this town and they're doing this, now they're in Kansas City and they're doing this, now they're doing this, because it all does sort of feel very same it feels very similar in the style of emotional involvement that goes on and i'm not saying that the scenes themselves are not interesting or their own complete story in fact this movie kind of moves in chapters from when they move from town to town i would even sort of say there's no like titles or anything like that but like they do something uh the the only thing that kind of evolves really is star and jake's relationship because Jake is now training her to sell these magazines, she doesn't she's not particularly comfortable with lying all of a sudden in the beginning. That is something I didn't fully understand.
1: I see. Again, I was just so taken by that because
0: the expectation of that scene to me in a more And we're tr- talking about the scene, we're talking about but, is the first time that they both go to a door and try to sell to the the Christian in a, woman. in an
1: ordinary film, this would be the moment in which star demonstrates the quality that Shia has seemed to seen in her that would make her unique and special. But she does. We're expecting her to do something that would be, like, extraordinary or or show us, like, oh, she really can. She really can do this. She sticks up for him. She sticks up for him. But she also, like, she walks into that room, and she's pissed off immediately. So what happens is she goes, they take him to, like, a rich town in Kansas City, and they, they go into a house of affluence, you know, like a real affluence. And as soon as she walks in, she's pissed off about it. And, and you know, like, she's not in awe. She's not impressed. She's really annoyed by the situation. Sure. And I was like, oh, that's that's weird. Right. You know, like, like I wasn't, ex- I was expecting her, a girl who was dumpster diving, like, a scene, two two or three scenes ago, to be, like, you know, feel small. But she's not. she's What she's annoyed about is the hypocrisy of this household. And she's also, you know, like, I think the way in which that scene plays out, it also gives us an insight into who she is as a person, which is that she understands that she has been dealt a shitty hand in the world. And she, she doesn't like feel smaller for that. She kind of like, you know, like has this thing where she doesn't want to lie about who she is. And, and she sees like, so w- when they're in this house, she sees the, um the, the young daughter of the, uh, of the woman who owns the house dancing in the back, sexily to like some music or something like that. And it's a, uh, you know, the girl is maybe what, 13 or 14 years old. And so it's very, um, uncomfortable but she sees that and she sees that as a symptom of maybe why she's in the situation she's in or maybe a symptom of something that is like wrong with this household she, see- she sees the hypocrisy yeah, she's in seeing
0: the-, the man behind the curtain like yeah. I totally get that but my thing is so she does this and she sort of ruins the deal for Jake because she's mouths off because she doesn't like what she said to Jake she doesn't like the kids she doesn't like the affluence blah, blah 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 and then what didn't feel real to me is that like Jake just sort of like forgives her in a weird way, like and like it's like fine, but like I think it, I, I thought it's because she stuck up for him, and and, and that's why the t- it, it turned and eventually, but there was a little bit before that, uh, especially where I was just like, what the f-? like, th- there's a lot of stuff in this movie that she does before she starts like quote earning that I'd be like, you'd be off this fucking crew in a heartbeat, <laughs> well, but thing- she but she sticks around because. I mean, I think from what the story's tried to tell you, Jake is sort of sticking up for her, sort of protecting her a little bit as this is going because he wants her around. But I I don't... This is sort of another little thing. I don't particularly buy the the romance, especially near the end, which we can jump around a little bit at this point. Um, The end where... Um, Crystal with a K uh reveals that Jake isn't like the, she's not the first girl that Jake brought here and he sleeps with all of them and like da da da, da, da and like that's sort of near the end of their sort of courtship or or I, who the fuck knows but the the point I'm trying to make is like I never bought that that star was special to Jake I, you know, the thing that
1: I thought was that Jake is a great salesman, you know, like he has that line at the beginning, which is like, I know what she wants and I'm going to give it, you know, like I know what this person wants and to be a real player. You need to be able to give that person what they
0: want, and you need to know within the f- moment the door opens. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I think that's what he's doing to Star. So I, so I think the because he gets money for every girl he, he brings into it. this crew, and so to make them feel like they're loved is what they want. And so I think the the you know like you said you didn't you weren't sure why he just forgave her after that scene, is that is that he? I mean, maybe it's tied to his finances. <laughs> it may be tied to his finances, but he also kind of like, I think. He, you know, the other thing about this crew is that it's made up of misfits and damaged people, people who don't function well in the nine to five ordinary working at Walmart kind of lifestyle. And I think the, the, this kind of like walking around neighborhoods and selling magazine and smoking weed and like traveling from city to city, getting drunk, getting high is kind of suited to people who aren't quite equipped to live in the ordinary. And I think, you know, like, for her to be like damaged and vulnerable in that scene is true to who she is is true to why she's in that crew in the first place so it didn't strike me as like um disconcerting or 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 um world-breaking if you will it struck me as authentic to who these characters are and again in a, in a in a in a lesser film this would have been the moment where Star rose to the challenge. Because sure. the challenge is, can she sell? Can right. she be part of this crew? And in that scene,
0: she's not part of this crew, but she's still there and she's still compelling. And I'm I'm with her on that. And I'm with you on, on most of what you said. In the moment, it, it threw me out a little bit because mm-hmm. I was like, well, this doesn't feel right. But then, of course, the explanation at the end, I was like, oh, I kind of, of Jake being sort of a, you know, the the girl's, basically paying his way almost, uh, then it made more sense to me. But in the moment I was like, ah, and, and, and this isn't, and this is to the film's credit. This is not a film that leaves you breadcrumbs towards these sort of things. This is something like you said, Brandon, it's like you, they, the director wants you to figure this shit out yourself. This is not like a take my hand and let's go down this fucking magazine trail. Like it's, it's supposed to be a, a journey that you discover by yourself. Um, I mean, but look, look if we, we're going to jump from scene, I, there's so many. Yeah, jump. Great, let's talk about some scenes you guys like uh, I the scene where she's picked so up I can with, shit on up. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm the kidding. scene
1: where she's picked up in Texas by those three guys. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, like taken to a bar, uh, like we're going to my heart and, sunk in my like. Yeah. Like it, I, was, it, I was just like on the edge of my seat that whole time. And then again, the reversal of that scene was Jake coming to rescue her. And
0: it, it, you know, like again, oh, did you guys notice? Cause there was a ton of bird iconography that we were talking about before. Like whenever there was like freedom, like they'd see birds or there'd be birds or whatever, blah, blah, blah. When, when they were, when she got in the car, it was the first time that a bird was flying the opposite direction. Mm. And it was like, it's, it almost like signaled like, oh, this is like the wrong way. Every, every turn that she took, I was like, this is the moment. Like,
1: like the film is constantly fleeting. I think maybe purposefully with this idea that she is going to be taken advantage of at some point, and and you're you're kind of waiting for the for that moment to happen. The scene, the
2: scene when she's walking down the stairs, and because of the yeah, and he you says, can't yeah. see what's happening on the peripheral, and you know he
1: he says the line, "Oh, sorry, these stairs are a little creepy," yeah. and I'm like, "Oh my god, don't yeah. fucking walk yeah. down yeah, those stairs!" And, and it's
2: like from behind her point of view, I'm like, "Oh my god, someone's gonna attack her! Someone's gonna attack her!" And I'm just like freaking. But out at the, the same time. time
1: she is manipulating these guys because she knows what they want. She like clearly knows what they're out to get. And she might be playing
0: like playing. But it she's too- not playing it smart. Because- she's not
1: playing it smart. And, and it it you know, like eventually Jake comes to the rescue. And I really love the way Jake comes to the rescue with the wolf cry. But yeah. like, I thought that was yeah. so good. But it was like, it's, you know, like the whole time. Did he As really you- rescue her though?
2: Like in that scene, I feel like they are the ones who are are dangerous, not yeah. not the three guys, which you're led to believe in oh, the beginning. Oh, you think Jake is the dangerous one. He fires a gun at them. Like, yeah, he, these guys were there
1: They didn't haven't but, done but he, anything. They're clear. They
0: they haven't done anything. Oh, this they're point. getting a, Oh, she's on a minor, I guess. But they oh, pick, they getting they're getting a young girl. Three,
1: three wealthy older gentlemen have picked up a young girl walking down the street and have taken her to their home, and you know, and thrown her in the pool, right, And and, 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 and the, have fed her a lot right, of tequila. Well,
2: well, here's the thing. In the beginning of the scene, I'm worried for her. Yeah. By the end of the scene, no one's forcing her to drink. They're actually telling her to stop drink. She's the one who keeps taking the shots and...
0: But that's not a sense of control for me. That's not me being like, "Oh, she's playing them no, good." Yeah, that's a sense of no no sense of self-preservation and stupidity. Yeah, and I luckily, think- she had someone around that could get her out of the situation, but she wasn't planning that. This wasn't this uh, was like I'm not it, necessarily
2: sure that she was actually in danger though. I think you I believed it up until the point where um Shia comes in, and I'm like, "Wait, w- w- was she in danger? Like, oh, you
0: know, she was in, she was in fucking danger. I,
1: I was kind of constantly at the edge of my seat. She was
0: in danger of like date rape, like, and that's fucking serious shit. Like, that's what's what. They're, they're, I mean, you I, can I see it in fucking creepiest cowboy's eyes. Like, that was good yeah. acting on that actor's part. It was, it was going somewhere dark, and luckily." Uh, shout
1: out to Will Patton who plays the guy in the back you would know that actor from so yes, many movies yes. Armageddon
0: and So luckily up. uh actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf starts showing up and he basically sk- makes the cowboys get in the pool and they escape. And it leads to you know like again I it, the the
1: the the sense of like rescue and who's in who's the one in danger and who is the danger is all kind of like up for grabs in that scene like you could look at it any way.
2: But but so you know, here's the thing. Like you guys think she was in danger because that's what movies lead us to believe three guys are home alone. But you, in, in real and life, this
0: movie leads you to believe that like but, this movie well, really does.
2: It does. But then at the same time, at the end, you know, you don't know if these guys' wives are going to be coming home. Like I'm sure, I'm they're, pretty sure
1: they're not. No. And if they were, they would be held a pay. You know, like, I mean, I, I Because I, when they're
2: introduced to her character, she's in a verbal, almost physical argument with this guy.
1: And I think they see that as an opportunity. like I, yeah. I definitely think that they're taking it like the fact that they're plying her with alcohol
0: and they're kind of talking like, but it is like because like if they if they if she was not in danger, and she's like, you got anything stronger? They would be like, why don't you just start with a beer? Like, what the yeah. fuck are you doing? And but when she's al- like, But also,
1: it, it is kind of like it, there's an ebb and flow to it where we're not sure where they're coming from, we're not sure where she's coming from, we're not, you know, like that's, that's what, what I, I really like. I'm scene. saying,
2: chances are you guys are right, and she probably was in danger, but I don't think there was any proof that. Yes, she is
1: definitely in
0: danger. I think I think just- it comes across in that actor's eyes that she's in danger. To be honest, Will I just, yeah, yeah.
1: It, it's I I think it, it it's. There's a danger to it, but I what I love is that the scene, again, defies my expectations and goes in a direction I wasn't really expecting were, it to go were to. Were you worried about the three guys? Yeah. She, yeah. I, was I, I no, worried for them or was I worried about them? I was worried them? for them.
2: I was worried for them, or I was worried about them up until the point where Shy appears, and then I was kind of like, oh, crap, he's going to shoot one of them. And right, right.
1: So then you stopped worrying about them? worried that they were going to do something terrible oh, to her. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, Well, yeah. But then that's the whole thing. And then he rescues her and they get out of there. Like
1: it's but, it's it's But I, it's, again, I what I like is this ebb and flow of that scene, you know, like it it shifts, it changes. Sure. And this and then it leads to like this beautiful, like gorgeously shot sex scene uh immediately after in the in this car and it's like there's this again, there's a sensuality to uh, the way Arnold films, the like, yeah. intimacy. It's Great. just like beautiful. Um, it's beautiful. It's raw, and the couple times they have
0: sex uh, in the film, I think is it two or three. It doesn't really matter. There, there's
1: two times that they have, but it feels six.
0: different. Both, or however it, it, it many does. times it does, like there's different emotions the, behind it each yeah. time, so, and the camera work kind of shows that.
2: Uh, to jump to the second time, I you know, me and Shahir were kind of talking about this. It, it just while we were having sex, it yeah, <laughs> it, it felt so real, and just the, the subtle <laughs> line of her saying, "This feels good." Stripper, I, I it start, I started thinking, I'm like, I really haven't seen people talking like this during sex right. in a film before usually it's either over the top and comical or it's more like grunting and groaning. Sure. And I just, you know, I think.
1: I mean, just, just the, again, you know, like uh, I have a thing, which is that I want to see films that deal with sex and sexuality in an adult way. Right. And, and I feel like this film does that. And I like, feel yeah. like it does it in a, in a young adult way. well, in an adult way, in in terms of like six is dealt with as an actual issue that happens between these. Two oh people. yeah, yeah, yes. I'm you know, sorry. Like, yes, you know, like yes, not yes, like yes, yes, oh yes, they yes. you know they kiss and whatever they go off and you know that's it. And what was the vampire so they can't have sex <laughs> exactly. But I, like like uh, the 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 actual like the just the little details of the of the scene again like the second and six and you're talking about where she's saying those that uh, you know she's saying this feels really good yeah and you know the fact that she takes out her tampon right before six and we see you know like just those little details are like human and interesting and unique and and a film that's like willing to like do these things not because it's trying to exploit it or not because it's trying to like dare to be different it's because it's part of the fabric of who these people are and this is a film that doesn't want to flinch away from that
2: so as a cinematographer and a filmmaker I kind of want to take a side note here mm-hmm. um and the I think what really helped this film is the process of how they filmed it and the fact that they were using non actors they were on the road for a while they were on for a while. They shot this chronologically. Um, they really lent themselves to capture these magical moments that you usually don't get in a movie with a lot of big time actors. And sometimes you're shooting in certain scenarios where, you know, you might light a scene for five hours and only have 30 minutes with the actors. So I think that the fact that they shot this with available light, they shot this with, uh, some practical lighting as well. Um, they were able to capture these moments that felt so real in these sex scenes especially just because they they really had the flexibility as filmmakers to to do that and i think that um there's just something really special that they captured yeah um, it's
1: it's something that you wouldn't see in a twilight film for example or or uh, even the 50 shades go the, of Grey go films. a little higher than those yeah, the, come on <laughs> the 50 shades of gray film yeah you know, which is about sex i wouldn't feel like there is an authentic display of sex like I like think in this the sequel is about murder
2: yeah. oh really and also these actors <laughs> Mar- have been Moida? With- with each other for weeks on end. Like yeah, they're living together in the like same that. spaces. They, they, they felt comfortable. Didn't ever feel
0: unorganic. So what are the, what are the scenes? What are the scenes? Let's go move down the list.
1: Like, like a, a like a, a scene that felt like such a movie scene, but, but at the same time, so compelling was when, um, uh, crystal confronts star about the fact that, Chia, uh Jake, is no longer her number one seller. Like, why is he being distracted all the time? And then, you know, he's like, and she says something along the lines, I don't like the way he does things, you know, like the lying. She's, and then he pops out. Yeah, and she, and he's then you realize like she's, he's been, like, hiding in the bathroom like a little kid, you know, like, waiting for mom to yell at him. And, and she's then like, the lotion starts. And, and then it applies the lotion to its skin. Um, that it, simple action
2: tells you everything you need to know. You, there could be no... I feel but like that, almost that, no dialogue that, in the scene, and you can know what's happening. But
1: that imagery is so loaded as well, because she's like, you're seeing the hypocrisy of this person. The thing that that star really doesn't respond to, you know, she's wearing like a brand new uh, bikini or something like that, and then complaining about how much all this shit costs. And you can see that she's got a Victoria's Secret bag, and at the same time, she is kind of like, uh, you know, Jake is kind of like oiling her up. Seductively, because he knows that this is a power play on her part. It's it, that you know, every scene is loaded, you know, so intently.
0: But
2: then he also says, like, he did that also to protect her, too. So, like, it wasn't like he was fully not in control. So, it, and I that's that the point where
0: I was still like, I just don't buy their fucking romance, I just don't. And then and near but the I, end, I
1: don't think so. I don't think Jake and Star. And romance is the wrong word. But yeah, the- I don't think they have a romance. I think they have a relationship. And it's, it's weird because, you know, again, I I feel like this is... How do you guys feel about the America in this title, in the title of this film? What is the America, the American honey or the American that this film is dealing with? Like, what is the, what is the American identity that this film is kind of getting at? Because it's very clearly, uh, obviously, from a slightly different generation than the three of us are from. You know, it's a it's a I mean for I think elusive, it, elusive yeah. use of a better term is the millennial like approach to sex and sexuality and relationships, which is much more fluid than than I think our generation was, you know, used to. I
0: agree to disagree. Um but I okay. think I think without a counterpoint. I think no no, I'm just <laughs> saying I'm I the I This is a totally different topic But I've, I have a real problem with the term millennial Versus like all this different shit Like people are on a curve and it's all different depending on who you are I just don't particularly like that Anyway, okay. that's, that's nothing not here nor there okay. But the America I feel like in this In this film Is just sort of like Being lost In and about the system uh, these all these kids in this entire in this in this film have they've the system one way or the other has failed them and they've now found through each other and through Crystal with a K uh, that they now have their own sort of place to belong that is still outside the system but at least they have community. We even talked about the Grand Canyon scene where they're all peeing at the fucking Grand Canyon and it does it feels very tribal. This whole thing feels tribal yeah. or animalistic, yeah. uh, a pack, uh, a, a sort of a pack of 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 wildlings for lack of a better term (laughs) hobbitses and uh very different from (laughs) hobbitses um but it's just um it's just it's this feeling of sort of since you are lost and since america has kind of failed you Mm -hmm. or in some cases due to choices i think no one's guiltless i think you might have failed america um the then uh the the honey if you want to sort of get into that sort of thing if you don't want to get too literal with it is the the good stuff they found with each other uh which isn't all good uh but you know i think that's sort of that's what i took the title from about sort of kind of yeah guys maybe it, i don't know possibly i mean, i i the thing let is, him talk you I, ask the question let okay, brandon, brandon talk yeah, go ahead, brandon. I, I think
2: you know the title pr- pertains to this idea of of how when people think of America, like we're, you know, land of the free, we have this, I, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm sorry, how people used to think used to of America. Think, yep. uh, yeah, used to think pre-Trump. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> we shall not name his name.
2: But, um, yeah, I just, you know, this, this, this idea, this lifestyle, and I think that, you know, she's searching for that throughout the whole film, this freedom that uh, she's trying to obtain.
1: I, yeah, I mean, like the thing that I, obviously I'm a foreigner. So, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. sorry guys, my papers aren't in order, and apparently that's at stake now. Yeah. Um, but uh, the America here is kind of the business of America is is the kind of thing that I thought was interesting, and the way in which um, capitalism, the, yeah, the American idea, idea of because that's what Crystal is. Crystal is is I don't really care about you. That's, I don't. I, I all yeah. I care about is the is your capacity to make me money. That's,
2: that's really interesting because they never really explain how much money these people are making and, but they, they just have this idea of, Oh, I'm making money. I'm doing what I want. I'm outside. I'm drinking, I'm smoking, and I'm an entrepreneur. I'm in in control, but meet the new boss. Same as the old boss. The old boss.
1: So there's something about like this, this sense of what, and, and you know, like there's a scene later on where they go into Crystal's hometown, which is like as poor as poor can be. And it's, it's, it's a kind of side to America that you don't really see a lot of, and I, I was watching a documentary, the seventh, uh, the seventh Fire, recently about uh, life on the reservation, and and it was like there is this there is this side of America that you don't see in we forget about it in films all the time, and like there's you know like again as a parent, the scene where she goes into that household and it's these three kids, it's one of who, the most
2: beautiful scenes I
1: think. It's beautiful and terrifying heartbreaking. and and heartbreaking at the same time. And you know, like it is this, this weird sense of what happens to people when we're entirely about the business of America. And I and I feel like you know, like the this is um, uh, this film is about the business of America. Like you know, like she says at one point, I feel like I'm fucking America, and I'm not sure is fucking a verb in that sentence or is it an adjective? You know, like, yes. you know, like I'm not sure where. We're, where it is you know like so and and that's what i think is again interesting about this film it it deals with the topic you know like when we were talking about politics and ideology before that's that's kind of what i mean it's a film that has something to say about the world in which we live um you know and 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 has a a compelling commentary about the world which we live
2: it's so sad it takes place on an oil field it's so sad because two of the characters uh admit that they've never had anyone ask them what their dreams were and yeah. their dreams seem like it's something so obtainable. Like she just yeah. wants a house with some land and a kids. And I'm, it, there's really something heartbreaking about that. And
1: that uh, scene uh, where, where she gets asked that for, again, yeah. every scene the just guy, so worked for me. The, the truck scene, the, the, the one guy who says he's never seen the ocean
2: before. And, and it's like, yeah, that's such an easy thing to, to and do. And he loves boats and he loves boats. Yeah. yeah and
1: it's, I just Crazy. I mean, look, I, look. What happened to the American Dream? <laughs> it came true. <laughs> Enough Watchmen references, but uh, moving on. Never. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just look. I, I know, Matt. For you, like every scene we're talking about seems to not kind of work for you because it's because it's star,
0: compounding. Star by herself dealing with minor characters worked way more for me than her with Shia and the whole the whole shebang. And I don't quite know. And this is sort of what I want to get to. Because uh, we do need to start wrapping this up, the the ending. One of you described the ending to me because I didn't particularly like the ending, but I also don't think I understood the ending.
2: I don't think I understood the ending as well.
1: So for me, the thing that's interesting is is I don't think I I understood the ending as it was happening, but okay, but I was like I knew that this was the the point at which the film needed to end, and I was really pleased when it ended and I felt satisfied and then I had to like walk away and think about why why did that ending work for me I
0: thought about it all day today and I can't place why so, it well didn't.
1: there's
2: there's two things one is she's in water she doesn't know how to swim and she happens to just jump in
1: the thing for me was the turtle so like the the whole way through like she Jake's character has been kind of giving her ways to like he he has really directly been like speaking to her through the, wolf, the wolfhound, the, 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 you know, like, I think the fact that he drops his cell phone at the beginning was really like a purposeful move. Like he did it so that she would kind of
0: receive it. Oh, I don't, him. I think that was purely accidental. The I, way they, it, sh- the it, way they he, shot the it. The
1: way he's, I didn't think about it,
2: but now you sing saying it, yeah. oh, you like shiny things? Like he knew. He, he knew you, you exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like, it,
1: I, I felt like it was like, you know, cause he gets, cause he, he has question. an exchange with her, then jumps up on the table and like his phone drops out of his pocket she get and get and gets kicked out. Then he's waiting for her outside. He would he, know if
2: his his cell phone. Yeah, fell exactly. out. I feel Like you're so glued to your cell phone. Exactly.
1: Now. And so the thing that the the thing that made me think about is that she's a character who wants to save things. You know, like he's seen her save like flies and bees and what, you yep, know, like sure. he grabs a bee before and says, no, she, and does she does that. She does that. She does she that. Does yeah. It. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, and I think he knows that about her. And the t- the thing about the turtle that like, really, I was like, why is this turtle working so well for me? Why is this image of, of him handing her this turtle working so well for me? And it was because there's this notion that the, tur- uh, you know, like a turtle always finds its way home. A turtle is a. I've is, never heard that before. You've never heard like so turtle. Oh, so
2: you so you're thinking that she? Because to me, the reason why the ending didn't work for me is because I I wanted her to go help those kids.
1: And I think I think this was his signal to like for two reasons. Again, it's multifaceted to me. Sure. Was that again? I didn't quite like. I was like, oh, I don't, I'm not sure, but I, I I love this ending. And like to me, the reason it works for me is to is to put it in context of what a turtle means. You know, like in a turtle, you have to like read it as. They specifically chose a turtle at that moment. It wasn't like no, just yeah. a random. I've just thing. never heard that
0: about turtles. So Maybe I was missing tur- some a crucial tur- information. When,
1: when a turtle, uh, so a turtle lays its eggs on a beach and then swims back. Swims sea away. turtles do that. Yeah, yeah. Sea turtles, and then they swim away. Sure, and, and but then,
0: regular turtles don't do that.
1: But turtles always know how to get their, make their way home, and that's and that's the thing. That sea was, turtles
0: know how to get to the ocean.
1: No, but they also know how to get to their parents. Like they in in there's a there's this theory about magnetism with turtles. Like oh, interesting! Okay, turtles always know how to make. Their Is that way home. I
0: just thought that was sea and turtles, like, not land I mean,
2: turtles. I mean, look, I thought that's it what, had something to do with rebirth, but now maybe you're I saying like that. turtles.
1: Yeah, that's what. What's that's what made it work for me. So do
2: you uh, think that was the moment where she's like? she she had this realization that she's like I need to go home and and it I have done it what could, I need to do here.
1: It could be it can be that and I and I feel like that's what was happening but again it's not like it's fixed in stone. I like your you know like she jumps into the water and she like she walks
0: into the water let's she, be real
1: well but you know we've already established it she was very baptismish she no but she doesn't know how to swim we've at that in the uh, but she
0: walked into the water and then she she was she goes underwater water yeah she goes under and then she she pops up with her hair
1: yeah and it, it could be you know like for a moment you're kind of fearful that she's like choosing to commit suicide i
0: moment. was never fearful of that really the, that, the the beat where she doesn't pop back up again? nope i was not fearful of that at all that was never her committing suicide by trying to drown herself for no fucking reason no she was look her and jake at this point due to what felt real in the moment of the film enough right now i can't even remember the sort of back and forth as to the exact reasons why they sort of separated i think mainly because jake actually wasn't they weren't like in love um I just was like, oh, okay, now she's got this turtle, and did, she's. Did you need for them to be in? Line? No, not at all. No, no, no. So, uh, but, but I- the, but I think what got me is, and again, going back to your point, is the fact that the director does not hold your hand and is allowed to do these sort of, which I, I appreciate upon completion of the film. But in the moments, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Because. I never fully bought the the relationship, but it turns out I shouldn't have fully bought the relationship because of the actual meaning behind what Shiloh, what Jake's character was doing. So I I think <laughs> the ending, I, I, the turtle thing makes sense to me, Shihir. It really well, does. The, just the,
1: the only other side to that is, is that Jake has left the crew, you know, because he's been ousted. By yeah, but he's crew, back now. And he's back. He's found his way home, which is why the turtle metaphor works for me again there. But I, they and, never explain. They I never like also explain.
0: Yeah, they never. They never fully explain what and they don't have to, I guess. But like Jake's, Jake's gone. I kicked him out. Okay, and then like Jake's back. I was really happy when he came back. And no, no, I, no, yeah. no. I was, I was happy to see him as because yeah. he's interesting enough. Yeah. But I, at the same time, I was like, well, then why the fuck did you kick him out? Like what? There, that, that didn't feel like it took weight away from it for me because like why I, did he come back?
1: I, I think it has to do with like this again this group of people that that need this community. They need yeah, but that other. didn't
0: that that part for him I think he's the one of the ones that probably doesn't need these people the most other than maybe Crystal which is why he probably eventually comes back but they don't touch on that. That's all assumed knowledge. He's the, she, Crystal says she's he's kicked out and then he's just back. And I was like, now, granted, at this point, I thought I the think, movie was going I, on a little long, so I didn't question, but yeah. I was like, well, this is weird. I, I just think it's part of the texture of
1: who those characters are. Like, again, these are people who don't, you know, like... How do, many times
2: have you said something where you don't necessarily mean 100% or you've changed your mind? I, no, I get and, that, and, and but like normally...
0: And, again, felt entirely maybe valid it's, to me. And maybe this is where the sort of style of letting it just sort of happen or whatever sort of failed me, uh, in the sense that, like, there was, it. it's like it was literally, I think like eight minutes later or something like that, he's just back. Like there was no, there was no weight Like a moment that I was like, oh fuck, she kicked him out, that has weight. I, well, I think he, to me, he had come crawling back. And Sure, yeah, but, th- had- but to you, but that's what I'm saying. Like the film at this point is very much trying and I think succeeding to a point for you guys, especially it's trying to make you make up your own sort of, Ending and the meaning behind the entire thing. I was trying to figure out the meaning of it, and I think what got me is I I can't. And I'm not saying that I'm I'm. Were you maybe...
1: satisfied by the end?
0: No, because it did nothing. She she didn't a like what you said. Didn't go back to the kids. But I think anything. She, she had, literally she became had... like her fucking mother or whatever that woman was that she left the kids with. And there was no, you know, we'd seen her saving things all this time, and I was expecting her to like actually like become a better.
2: Person. The more I think about it though, if they had shown like a scene of her like at a bus stop or something, I think it would have ruined the movie for me. Yeah. You know, like, also that, true. That's, that's also true. But-
0: I think any scene,
1: like, I, I, I understand what you're saying in terms of like the film didn't hold your hand through what was happening yeah. in these moments. But at the same time, if if it had, uh, like, any any scene I could contemplate where that would happen, it would have feels like a lesser movie to me.
0: True. But I just, if, 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 know, I'm, like, if I'm caring about Star as a character and she just becomes the thing. But that you know that's a re- that's a reading of her becoming the thing that you think. I mean, she that's what she did. She literally abandoned her responsibilities, even if they weren't initially hers, but things that she cared about to go be free. And then she felt the consequences of that freedom. And then after uh,
2: you explaining the turtle, the turtle. scenario, yeah. I feel like that is such a perfect ending. And, and yeah, that's to me the thing. Now it's such it's a, I, it's I a get,
1: surprising ending. I didn't you know? get
2: it while watching it, but <laughs> now I'm like she's going home like she
1: she's you could read it she's going yeah. home you could read it she's Maybe. staying out here i i i don't know but it feels like this is the thing it, this film just it it speaks to my reptilian brain it like makes me feel invested in this character and i and i and i felt the ending okay. i felt i felt the completion of this story at that moment i felt like we had come to the end of this journey and and i was and, and like like you say, any scene that would further explain it to me felt unnecessary. That's fair. You know, that feels a lot like a final thought you hear. That is, that is a final thought for me. I, I, um, in my opinion, stop what you're doing. Watch this film. I absolutely adore.
0: It. What'd you I call would, it? The Shia Shank Redemption. Yeah, the Shia Shank Redemption. On Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You fucking <laughs> goober.
1: <laughs> um, I. But but it's 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 more than Shia LaBeouf. It's just sure. it's a it's a beautiful human empathetic film like like the same reason i loved moonlight it is a film that that believes in the quality of its characters and is is not condescending to its audience about the the way in about the journey that those characters take it feels authentic it feels lived in it is compelling it is beautiful um yes i can understand if you think it's long and that's not quite your cup of tea but there are so many things that are long these days that uh, to me are way less compelling um, and so from from my money uh, this is an easy rental please go see this
0: movie sure. um sh- absolutely and I'll do mine and then we'll let Brandon have the final the final say um again I think I, I, if I've, if I sound like I'm shitting on this movie I don't, I don't want to I did I do not I do not regret for a second the time I spent watching this film, but I do there were two particular moments in the movie where I was like, wow, this is long. And one of them was, I'm really interested in where this is going. I don't quite know. This is starting to feel long, but I'm in this. Like I remember thinking that whole sort of thing. And then the next one I was like, all right, I get it. Like, I'm good. And then the ending didn't didn't and and again i i like the turtle ending but even if that is 100 percent true or like what you and i don't think there's it should be true so it's sort of like what you believe the ending to be uh it that doesn't really satisfy me and i honestly i don't know what would satisfy me because this movie did feel so real and documentary ish as far as the the macro of what was happening to these characters uh and 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 the micro for some of the relationships i think the relationship stuff harks back to even it's like it's almost like the next uh this generation's kids Uh, You ever see the film kids and and I do have to go back. If you haven't seen the first three or four seasons of the British skins, not the MTV fucking skins the the actual original series, I think it might still be on on Netflix. Oh, they know. Um, That that's something really special too, and sort of special in the same regard. And again, I gotta go. You know, cinematography. I'm sure you'll talk about that. But the, but uh, it, it's just it, there was a lot of good to this movie. It just went on a little long for me. And I, I do think you should see it. There's no there's no question about that. You should sort of see this and figure it out yourself. Hell, see it. And if you can explain the ending to us, onlymoviepodcast at gmail I would love to hear alternative theories. And I I would love for someone to tell me a theory on this movie's ending that like I was like, of course, and I love it. Like that would be great. So I don't um, think that's gonna happen. I, maybe you never know. It was Thanos. Uh, No, final god.
2: I've kind of already said this a bunch of times, but you know, I feel that on Andrea Arnold really captured these characters' souls on film, and I think that a lot of it has to do with her directing style uh, and the way they produced this film. And as a filmmaker, you know, I just i I think that this process made the movie, and from the way they shot it, from the way the actors came live on screen. Definitely go see it. It is a beautiful film. Um, And uh, I think they they really captured something pretty magical.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you, Brandon, for for requesting the film. Thank you, Laura, on Twitter as well for requesting it as well. Um, This having
0: been the only podcast about Uh, the film American Honey.
1: And again, judging by the numbers, it might very well be. uh, (laughs) I mean. No. um, Well, hopefully we can bump that up. Maybe yeah, by five or six. G- we can give it the only movie pod bump. Oh, oh man! <laughs> we're, and so, what a bump
0: it is! Yeah, I know. At least, at least three, three rentals. It's gonna it's, be great. Yeah. We're gonna, f- we're helping them.
1: we are blowing the roof off this thing. Uh, Laura, uh, thank you so much for requesting this. Uh, please keep those requests coming in uh, on Twitter at Only Pod or writing us in at Only at gmail.com. Uh Brandon when when you're not helping us discuss beautiful cinematography
2: where can folks find you Uh you can find me on social media or you can find me on my website uh brandonripley.com
1: Look up his work as well and uh, actually we share a lot of work uh in there What so, is your
2: social media as well you just said social uh, media as if it was one thing You can you can follow me uh Brandon Ripley on Facebook or
1: Ripley B on Instagram There we go You just go on social media and shout out Brandon
3: Brandon, <laughs> Brandon. you'll <Shout> <laughs>
1: Uh, Brandon, uh, has a lot of, uh, is a beautiful cinematographer as well. Not, you're not a beautiful person. <laughs> you're just a beautiful cinematographer. <laughs> I mean, why
0: work behind it? You're like <laughs> a, you're like a six and a half to a seven, but your work is like 10.
1: Yeah. Yeah. you the beard is kind of, I mean, you know, like if you shaved a little bit, took the beanie off, you know, maybe this the isn't ones. the only podcast this about is, critiquing I mean, Brandon's look. <laughs> I, I, this is know, the swan.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to fit in the crew. Right. Yeah. right, right. Okay. And and I, get
1: my I get it. I get it. I um, Brand, you can check out Brandon's work. A lot of my work is uh, is up there with Brandon as well. But you can check look out how my incestuous work. it is. I know. Well,
3: <laughs> the, <laughs>
1: time, oh, right, the amount of time Brandon and I spend together, we should be brothers and sisters, and we should be having sex. Yes. Um. um but wow,
0: <laughs> that was. I thought you know what? Let's just move on.
1: <laughs> and uh, you can see my ancestral work at uh, www.shahirdau.com. That's S H A H I R D A U D. Uh, all my links to Facebook, Instagram is all up on there, and I don't know why you'd want to look at it.
0: But Matt, if you did want to look at your work where would you find it you would find it at MatthewCroll.com. that's dot lcom you can find my instagram at skeletor the number four p-r-e-z or you can find me on twitter at emperor msk and as always write us in on either facebook or gmail at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com let us
1: know about this itunes
0: problem we'd love to yeah. sort this out and twitter We're- at onlymoviepod um yeah guys this has been super fun this 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 is just one last final thing the soundtrack
1: to this film is crazy good. Uh, listen, I should the- probably just play actual Cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Cannibal Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, I don't know what that is.
0: We'll see you next week. Bye.